podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Yo! Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by Dan Cooks. How you doing, Cooksy? What's going on, man? 4 0, 4 0. Easy work. Light work. Feeling good, man. Light work, man. Sean Dash can hold that, man. Pussy, yeah, hold that, you fucking bald ginger pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, Bored and Ginger good, is nuts good. as well. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I don't know. Sorry that's, to all our Ginger listeners. Just dub, double homicide. That's... Yeah, you've got to hold that for now, man. you got to hold that, I'm afraid. Yeah, it would. On the Rico charge. Yeah. Just, um, we are waiting for Sean to come back from the game, so he'll be joining us shortly. Um, but yeah, let's get cracking into the game, man. Um, I was. Let me give you my thoughts heading into the game. I I was a little bit anxious simply because of what happened at Goodison Park um, just a few weeks ago, really. Um, and it's very it's very rare that in a league campaign you you get to kind of like right wrongs a couple of weeks after you, you you know you've 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 been wronged, I should say. So. Um, it was it was always going to be an interesting matchup because obviously Everton would have been buoyed by the fact that they did you know I I thought they deservedly beat us at Goodison Park to be honest I thought that's one of the few games this season that you know you look at the game and you think well yeah fine we just have to hold that one you know we didn't play well and Everton you know physically on the day did better than us and probably deserved to maybe just about sneak the win so. You could have no complaints about that one. But so I was a little bit apprehensive coming into this game thinking, well, you know, it's going to probably be the same midfield that they played and the same midfield that we struggled with. Um, did, was that Jorginho's first game? No, Jorginho came on in that game. Right? Came Jorginho on, yeah. came on in that game. So, yeah, I, I, I wasn't quite sure of how we'd set up. Um, and, you know, we'd seen previous games where, again, Brentford, Newcastle, um where we, what was the other game recently that we struggled to break? Oh, Everton, obviously. Um, you know, where we struggled to break these teams down and dealt with, like, had issues with physicality in the middle. So I, I didn't quite know to how this game was going to pan out. And then when I saw the lineup, I was like, Oof, I don't know. I don't know if I would have started Jorginho. I, I, mm. I, I know he's been good. And, you know, I, I was someone who, you know, as the listeners will know, I was someone who, you know, I wanted to sign Jorginho, I thought, you know. But against that midfield, PMP peak central, right? Um, I was a I was a little bit worried. So yeah, I mean Googs, I'll I'll come over to you. What was your did you have the same kind of like fears as me, the same kind of worries as me coming into this game? Or, or was you was you quite calm? 
I was I was pretty calm to be honest. I, I felt good. Um like my my perception of this is you know I think that Goodison game um it was just I think a whole bunch of different factors that led to us losing that you know I could compartmentalize that one right like you know Sean Dyche new manager bounce the crowd obviously um very close to the pitch very small pitch as well um you know the, the crowd were very into it and I think it was like a whole a whole heap of different factors um that led to us maybe you know being a bit off on the day um not being able to deal with their physicality etc but I thought that a lot of those factors wouldn't be here um, for the Emirates game. So I felt quite confident of a win, um, regardless of who played. We knew what the job was going to be. You know, they, they obviously were going to set up in, in a similar way to the way it was at Goodison. But Emirates pitch is bigger. <laughs> it's the, the, the grass is watered, you know. Um, you, can, you can get your passes in. There's more spaces for Everton to try and cover in that sort of mid-slash-deep block that they try and do. So I was confident that, you know, they would potentially make an error. And I think on the day, it wasn't Conor Cody, it was Michael Keane that played. And he he's cheeks, man. Like, he's he's two packs of he's two packs of us. So, mm. you know, I, I always felt that we um, would, would, would come out on top. Um, and the Jorginho thing, it was interesting to me. Like, I, I kind of expected him to start in this game because I did, I think it's, Number one, a bit of a show of faith in him that, you know, we trust in your ability. We're not just going to pull you out of the firing line because it's, you know, potentially a um, a physical midfield. And I, and I think as well, you don't necessarily want to rush party straight back in because for me, he is without that. As I, I really respect what Jorginho has done in the team. But for me, it's so clear that party is the first choice. So, you know, we've got, 13 games left now. We've got a run in. We've got two competitions to play. If there's any risk to parties' health, we don't we don't need to rush him back. Do you know what I mean? We trust in this guy, massive experience, um a, a proven winner, etc. Being able to play Everton at home would be a worry for us. Do you know what I mean? Like Jorginho has been doing it in this league for you know four or five years. So you know, I felt I felt confident that he could come in and, and do a job. And then in the first sort of like five minutes when I see him get <laughs> get blamed um, and then counter, I was uh, that's when I, I was slightly worried. I was like, nah, okay, maybe maybe party should have started this game. But I think you know he did all right for the rest of the half. I think that was his only the only sort of like I think there was another one, but I think there, there, you know, there was, were there, was there, a, I think there were three or four. If mm. if I think you're being a little bit was, kind. I don't know if it was Jeep Jorginho. I think I think Zinchenko and Ben White were probably um at fault for a couple of those transitions as well but yeah they, they were yeah i mean the first half was in my in my opinion I, I know we were debating about this in the group chat and some people had like different opinions i it was for me it was it was very stale um right up until we scored um we didn't create anything it was just very 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 stale possession that i've seen from early arteta teams um where we lacked we looked any we lacked kind of like dynamism we lacked off the ball runs we lacked um i don't even think it was you know people who have that old cliche of like you got to move the ball faster i don't even think it was about moving the ball faster i just thought it was about m- movement and uh, like off the ball i thought it was about running past players we we lacked that you know it was very it was very very easy for everton to you know just sit there with their 
two banks of for whatever it was the ten the ten players that they just sat in front of the ball and you know just said kind of a break us down and and for thirty eight minutes we really struggled to do it and then finally you know I I, I haven't seen the highlights yet because you know Sky Sports have been. You know, a little bit. Oh no, they just released them thirty seconds ago. Are you, have you seen it, Coops? Oh no, no. I'm yeah, it. Sky Sports have just released the highlights thirty seconds ago. So you know, um, I can't exactly remember what happened with the goal, but uh, I think it's here. It is. Yeah. So it was just a lovely through pass from Zinchenko and Saka taking it on the turn. I mean, pr- mm. pretty poor defending from Evan, but that finish. You know. That finish yeah. The was, thing is with. The- yeah, the thing the things with that goal as well. Like I think we saw it um in the previous game. Yeah. Um where against Aston Villa, where I think Saka Jorginho played Saka in, in the first half. Mm. Very similar. And he scuffed his he scuffed his shot on the right foot. I think it was the second half actually. He scuffed mm. his shot on the right foot before uh it was the Villa game. Yeah, it was definitely the Villa game. He scuffed his shot on the, on his right foot. And I think um I think this I've seen this clip right where Arteta he tells the the, the the guys in the coaching that it might have been it might have even been like um you know like one of them chunks videos where they go to the Arsenal training ground and stuff like that right and I think Arteta he gives them some coaching and they're saying you know when you're up against the goalkeeper you, um at that angle you need to go you need to raise the ball mm. um and you hit you, you roof it right and we've seen Aguero do loads of those finishes when he's he was at Man City um and I think we've seen a lot of the Arsenal players actually try that a lot when, when it's on the angle. I think, you know, we've seen Nketiah do it and he's blazed it, you know, because I think it is sort of like a high-risk um, type finish. But it's one of those ones that when you get it right, it's just unsavable from the keeper yeah. because, you know, they're, they're, they're crouch, you're a keeper, you know, you crouch down, get your feet set. And once the ball goes over your head, it's hard to then readjust and get, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and get back up. And, and, you know, that goal is a superb finish it's a superb goal you know that is like proper proper world-class stuff does my memory you serve me correctly say in the in the game against a good uh, event a good support did Saka have a similar chance to that and he he did something where I can't remember it exactly but he either decided to chop back in on his left foot and got tackled or I can't remember exactly what happened but I seem mm. to remember Saka having a similar opportunity and he just decided to, you know, do a different finish. But th- that was exactly the finish that he should have done in that game. If it is the if it is the game I'm talking about anyway. But I do remember a similar one to um and it just shows like Saka again, you know, he if if we say it time and time again, he just adds different elements to his game. What do we call it? The um the, uh, the, uh, the package, uh, the ARP. The, the ARP. Arteta refinement package. Um, but Saka seems to have like his own refinement package that he's able just to download information and just take uh, it on board, you know, all he's, the time. He's getting new new operating system every week, man. You see how Apple did our uh, system update, yeah, like once yeah. every couple of months. Like Saka's doing that every week, man. Like yeah. he he's he's so unreal, man. Honestly, like I think that 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 goal is is a joke. Like it's mm. a proper joke. Um you know, and I think no one's really expecting it. It's come out of the blue. And I think there was a stat going around that all of his um, 
goals this season had been either equalizers or goals to put us really one up. And that's yeah, and that's that's another one, you know. We're talking 10, 10 goals in the league, uh, eleven all competitions, and every single one of them um has been to put us in lead or an equalizer, you know. So that is Mr. Clutch. Yeah. You know, that is that is the guy that is saying I'm him, you know, yeah, right, yeah, right yeah. now. So you know, you 100%. can't really ask for much more, man. Yeah, and, and and that goal obviously comes at um a really crucial time because it's literally just before half time and we were struggling. Like, did you feel did you feel that we were you know did, did you, could you see a goal coming at that point? Because I couldn't. I thought, all right, let's get in at half time. Let's give them a bit of a rollicking, change some things up, and come out blazing second half. I wasn't I wasn't like too concerned or anything, but I was thinking I didn't, I didn't really see a goal coming from in that first half. I was like, well, as long as we don't concede. The second half, we just come out and rise it, kind of thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. I felt, I felt the same. I felt there was definitely some things we could have improved on um, in that half. Like, I, I hear your point around uh, not moving the ball quickly, but um, not just it being down to moving the ball quickly. But I think you know, also that switch out to the flanks um, was was quite good in the first half. But um, you know, I think we needed to do a bit more of that, just getting the ball into wide areas a lot faster because I think we were letting um, Everton really sit in their shape quite a bit. I don't think we're doing enough to, to really move them around. So I think the goal comes from both Zinchenko and Martinelli um, moving over to the, the right-hand side. Overloading you know, one side. Yeah, I think we had, completely, yeah. on that right-hand side, we had um, we had Zinchenko on the right-hand side, Ben White, Martinelli, Saka and Erdegaard, all in that kind of like right-hand zone. Um, obviously, mm. and it, it's just crazy how Zinchenko is literally playing left back and he's picking the ball up in like a right centre midfield position. Yeah, one exactly is one right. of the right hand side eights. That's that's literally the position that Odegaard should be should be passing the ball from there, and he's doing it himself, you know. And it's 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 nice. It's it's a nice little pass through. Saka knows exactly where he wants it. You know, he turns one touch out of his feet, rifles it like that's fantastic. Mm. You know, it's textbook shit, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was, um, you know, a key part as to you know why we and how we how we got that goal. And I think we we definitely need to do a bit more of that. Um, yeah, in that first half, you know, just so, to destabilize them. But I I did always think that you know, okay, once we got that goal, I was like, right, okay, it's yeah, floodgates open now. It's game, know? yeah, it's game on now. It's game yeah, on now. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Now, now we can't just. You can't just sit in now. You're trying to, you know, stay up from relegation. You're going to have yeah. to come out a little bit um, and, and 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 take some take some more risks, etc. Yeah. And so you know, I think once that first goal goal went in, I was like, yeah, this this is it. That's the game now. That's the yeah. game. And I'm glad it came in the first half because then you know you can come out second half and really start purring. You know, and I think that's what that's what we did. Like that second half, we were having a jolly up. You know, like the the fans were sick. You know, doing ole. Um, after about you know fifty minutes, and, yeah. and then I think at that at that stage you're like, yeah, you know how many how many can we how many can we get? Yeah, cricket really? score kind of settings. Mm. But you know it it, it really was floodgates because literally within what a couple minutes of scoring the first goal, where I don't know what Gate guy is up what to. I mean, God knows. But Saka's obviously pinched it. At first, I actually thought that it got pulled back because of a foul. I didn't think it was mm. offside. I thought it was because of like Saka fouled him, but obviously on the replay you can see is and finally they we actually saw the lines and they actually managed to draw him this time. So thank uh. you for that um, Premier League. That was 
very nice of you. Apparently, to, apparently that wasn't on everyone's. That wasn't on everyone's um, stream. Apparently, so my boy really? in the WhatsApp, yeah, in the WhatsApp, was like, "Oh, they didn't draw the lines again on their on this stream." And I was it's like, the same boy. broadcast, so it should sh- it should have been for everyone. I had I had Peter Drury on mine. Yeah. No, but I'm saying that the, the, the broadcast it should be the same for everyone. It's um you know different commentators and stuff, but uh, yeah, that's that's quite strange. Maybe he was watching a uh bootleg bootleg version, eh? It's uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean it was it was good to be on the right side of one of those VAR decisions where um you know, because even even in first instance I thought oh he's off. But then they draw the lines and it's like, well, can't argue with that. You know, he's, mm. he's in line and a nice little finish from Martinelli. And then once that, once I see this, it's kind of like game over, right? Like, you know, the second half is going to be nice. You know, if you get the third goal, the fourth one's going to come and potentially it could be five or six at that point, right? Like, um, I think just just um, in the in the first half, we, I think we faced a few hairy moments maybe just with Everton on the break and uh, one thing I wanted to mention was that I thought Gabriel and Saliba were just tremendous today absolutely tremendous like they would because of our possession I think we had something like 73 percent possession or something in the game because there was a few times Jorginho got robbed Zinchenko as you mentioned gave away a few times they were literally defending 2v4s mm. Gabriel and Saliba you know and Ross. you know you don't really get worried about it. Like there's this kind of, I don't know, like when you see Decore, Iwobi, Mope, um, who was playing out wide for them? Uh, McNeil, they're running at you, two, two, 4v2. You're thinking, mm, okay, they've got this. You know, they've got this. And I never really felt worried that Everton were going to, you know, take advantage of one of those situations because it just felt like Gabriel and Saliba were well in control of of things it's not in that it's nice to have that kind of feeling with both of your centre-backs you know yeah definitely and I think you know when you look at it um they, they've been they've been colossuses all season to be honest like you look at the attackers um that that they come up against and you're really just saying you know how many of these guys are going to have up my guys. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, it, and it's rare that it even happens. And I think today was just another example where I know Everton were missing um, Calvert-Lewin. Um, but you look at it and you're just saying, you know what, you guys, you can't you can't live with, you can't live with these men. And it was, um, it was a pretty easy game for the pair of them, to be honest. And I thought, um, and I thought, you know, it was, yeah, it was light work defensively. And I think there were, you know, in that first half, especially, um, there were definitely opportunities for um, for Ever- Everton to, to, I think, really put us to the sword. But um, as you said, you know, I didn't really feel in too much danger when they had the attacks. I think some of that is down to um, the the Lack quality, quality that Everton, yeah, 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 Everton yeah. possess. But, but also, I think it's just the, the 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 level of security. I think that those two guys bring to the table, you know. Um <clears throat> yeah, and, and and Josiah said it here, you know, it's it's I need I need that contract announcement. You know, I need that, I need that um from from Saliba ASAP ASAP Rocky man because yeah uh, the the quicker we can get all of these guys um 
signed signed up and you know these long term contracts, man. The, the more comfy I'm going to feel about the direction of this uh, this football club because you know even though I'm very confident he's going to stay, there is this still little nagging feeling you know in mm-hmm. the back of my head because I think you know Gabriel signed a new deal um, earlier this season as well, you know which I think he did um, absolutely deserve. So you know let's get let's get all of these guys um, tied down. Supermax, Supermax. But yeah, obviously we get we go into the halftime break two 0 up, and um, you know uh, the, the the second half was well well there was one big thing that obviously happened at halftime was that you know Jorginho is taken off and Partey is brought on. Um, what do you think the thinking was behind that substitution? Because you know I, I think Jorginho's had what four or five games for us. This was by far the worst game that he's played so far. I think. Um, he, I thought he struggled in the first half, um, personally. But um, do you think the the substitution was because of that? Because he was struggling? Do you think it was planned? Do you think it was? Um, do you think it was just like a tactical adjustment from Arteta? Like, hey, look, we need to we need something else in midfield. Like, what, what do you think it was? Because it's it's not like Arteta to make think- subs at half time, you know. Yeah, I think it was pre-planned, you know, um, I think there was, there's an element of, you know, we want to get some fitness back into this guy's um, legs, he's missed a couple of games, um, which I don't really have a problem with at all. Um, and then I think on the other side of it, um, you know, Jorginho was having a bit of a day, um, really, where, you know, there were a few loose passes here and there, um, and I think, Maybe it was just you know perfect scenario. We're two nil up. Um, we, the, the 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 results not really um, in too much doubt. You know, let's give Party some minutes in his legs. Um, and I, Party Party hooped out in that second half. Hey, man. Like, what, whatever he, he was de- what, moving moving crazy. Whatever debate there was before about who is better out of Party and Jorginho. I mean, listen, we don't need to do it, guys. We really don't need to do it. But just. They're be, both be, our players, you know. They're both our players, but just be be sensible, okay? Be sensible, mm. right? It's right. it's pretty clear, okay? Let's 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 use our brains and let's just appreciate them both because we do have them both, and they're both going to be very important for us in the, in the running. So, yeah, but let's just let's just let's just exercise a bit of a sense, okay? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, Partey came on, absolutely hooped on. On Everton, man, it was like the second half. I think we could have scored. I know we do score two, but we could have scored maybe six alone in the second half. Mm. You know, when mm. you think about the chances we missed, um, I think did did we get the third goal quite quite soon in the second half? I can't actually remember about the timings, but that was a lovely goal um, with Trossard getting in behind and cutting it back to Erdogan. What did you think of um, Trossard's performance because it did seem as though as like about midway through the first half, um, him and him and Marcelli swapped. So Trossard went out wide and Marcelli went up front. What did what did you think of um, Trossard's performance? And you know, was you was you an advocate of keeping Trossard in the team for this game? Yes, I think on the you know instant reaction uh, that we did, um, I think you and me both agreed that you know Trossard should should play this game, and I think. Um, it's for that exact reason that we we said earlier, right? Just to create these overloads in these um, in these wide areas. And I thought him and Martinelli swapped places to like great effect, to be honest. And I think that was something that um, 
Everton really couldn't couldn't live with. We saw um, it lead to a goal for us against Leicester with Trossard pulling up wide, Martinelli making that central run. He gets the goal of a great finish. Um, and again today, I think both our goals come where Martinelli is, uh, you know, away from that left left touchline in in the width of the box where he's 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 the most dangerous, you know. And I think to get the best out of Martinelli. Um, you know, you probably need that sort of false nine-ish type guy or someone who is more willing to, you know, move out into the channels. Because I think Eddie runs the channels a little bit, but he likes to be in the width of the box. And, you know, on balance of things, if you're saying, right, who would we rather get the best out of? Someone like Eddie or someone like Martinelli. And I think, you know, if you're looking at it, Martinelli is probably the best finisher that we have at the moment. Although the way Saka has been finishing recently you know he might have something to say about that but um you know probably the best natural finisher that we have and 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 if i want the chances falling to someone it's probably going to be martinelli over over eddie and ketty all right so you know if i'm looking to get the best out of players in the, in the front three it's those two wide guys you know and i think trossard is able to do that um probably a little bit more and to, to, to greater effect at this moment. And, you know, these men all, like everyone who's listening, you know, all know Eddie's my guy. So, you know, I, I, I do appreciate him and, and, and I like him as a player. But, you know, you have to put the team um, before your own personal wants and needs. And I think right now um, the team is benefiting from, from Trossard playing full night. Not that I think Trossard is doing, you know, too much. Um, like, I know he got the assist today, but... I don't think he was actually that that great in the game. You know, I thought he was um, probably a little bit loose at times, trying to do um, some jinky jinky. And I think his decision making wasn't necessarily always the best. But I do like the fact that you know he's able to drop in, he's able to go either side, um, <clears throat> and allow Martinelli to come off that touchline and be very very comfortable out on the left, which is where um, his assist uh, comes from from for for Odegaard. So. You know, I, 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 yeah, I appreciate what he brings, but it's more from, you know, the team dynamics rather than anything that he's particularly doing. Yeah, yeah, I, this was definitely, um, I think, uh, but from Jorginho and Trossard, I mean, they both probably started similar amount of games now and played a similar amount of games. I think this was both their, probably their, their worst games for for us, actually. Um, Sean, I'll, I'll welcome you in uh, straight from the game. Um how are you, man? Like, must be on a high. Yeah, man, straight up the A406. So I'm good, bro. And then the A12. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Back home now. But um, no, it was good, man. Really, really good win. Second half, especially. So can't complain. Um, you know, I'm sure you guys have probably already touched on it. Obviously, some difficulties in the first half. But, um, you know, getting that two goal lead, at, at, you know, at the break just really allowed us to play that game differently in the second half, especially. I think. Everton, you could tell they pretty much shut up just to nullify us. But at the moment those two goals went in, they didn't have a clue what to do in that second half, man. So it was it was more They came for the nil-nil. Yeah, they came for the nil-nil and, <laughs> and, and 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 it showed to be fair. When we were two nil up, it's like, oh snap, they didn't they didn't really have a clue. Oh what we've actually got a score. <laughs> tried to attack and then like we would you just see how much easier it becomes when teams have to come out and attack us. Do you know what I mean? Just in terms of how easy it is for us to exploit the space and um, the more we can get ahead early like that against more deep block teams, the um, the easier it becomes. And it was obviously nice. Like, I don't remember the last time we had, you know, just a 4-0 at the Emirates. I think mm. it was, we beat Forest 5-0 back in like November or something like yeah. that, wasn't it? But yeah, we haven't had many like racking up the sort of scores at the Emirates. So it was nice. And it was obviously nice to have another clean sheet 
um, at home. We've had a lot of those away this season, but it's nice. I think it's only our third home clean sheet, so it was nice, especially Ramsdale made a really good save at the end to, to preserve that man. So, no, it was a really, really good win. And, um, you know, onwards and upwards to Bournemouth at home at the weekend too. Yeah, for real. We, we, we were just talking about um, Trossard's uh, participation in the game and, you know, uh, me and Cougs were for Trossard starting this game simply because he, he didn't quite... I mean, he did give it. I mean, it didn't work to the extent that I thought it would in this game, but I did feel like in order to get the better of an Everton, you kind of like need to destabilise them. Just the, the way that we did with the goal, you know, bringing people out of their natural positions, confusing Everton a little bit. Like we were saying for the goal, it's basically in that right-hand side, it was Zinchenko, Odegaard, Saka, Ben White, and uh, someone else. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, the, uh, one of someone someone else was there i can't remember who else but there was like five players on the right hand side um for, for for our opener and um although i did think trossard did give us you know a bit of um you know movement across the front three and we saw him switch out with marcelli as well um it was it wasn't his best performance um but yeah what what was your what was your thoughts on on trossard overall um, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how directly influential he was, but um, what's been noticeable, obviously, it was especially this game and, and, and the last couple of games where he's, you know, there is a lot of interchanging that he brings, you know, uh, obviously, he's not Gabriel Jesus, but he, uh, he facilitates a lot more fluidity, I think, you know, which is probably the downside of Eddie. We know Eddie is a shooter himself. But Eddie shoots for himself. You know, other people probably suffer a bit more as a result. Whereas, you know, especially in the first half, it was noticeable how many times Trossard was left, Martinelli was central. Trossard was central, Martinelli was left. But there was constant interchanging. And I think that is that level of unpredictability that, you know, we especially had pre-World Cup. Um, you know, players picking up the pockets. You saw, obviously, with, with the first goal, um, you know, Zinchenko's over... I mean, Zinchenko pretty much plays where he wants anyway, in it. But, yeah, he was over the right-hand side and, obviously, Fred's a really, really nice ball, which Saka takes in as well. So, I think that was kind of the stuff we needed to disorientate, um, you know, um, Everton. And I think I spoke... Did we speak on it um, post the, the Leicester game? We said as well that um, I think... Everton would find it harder to do it on the Emirates pitch, just purely for the fact it's a bigger pitch. Spaces, mm. gaps will open up eventually as well. Do you know what I mean? And, and and that was the case as well. So, but it's a case of, you know, moving the ball quickly, um, players rotating. So even though I think, you know, and obviously Trossard got an assist in this game um, and he could maybe do certain things better himself, maybe he's handicapped a little bit because like Jorginho, he doesn't have that level of explosiveness to his game. But what I do give him credit for, he's a very intelligent footballer. Do you know what I mean? He, he picks up good spots. Um, and it, it's noticeable that since he's been playing, that's free and free for Martinelli now. So it looks like Martinelli's, you know, all of a sudden picked up form again. So, you know, I think maybe there was, you know, there's a bit of debate around, you know, people are saying has, you know, um, Eddie hampered Martinelli. I won't say hampered him per se, but, you know, it's pretty evident they don't have that same chemistry um, that, you know, Trossard and Martinelli look to be striking up now and it was noticeable um, Arteta's comments post-match which were along these lines as well when he said uh, Martinelli probably has more chemistry with even someone like Vieira which we might see in, in, a, in a couple of weeks as well so um, but yeah no I think I think Trossard did okay uh, but I think it's more his contribution is more what he's bringing to the overall dynamic and overall setup which is making us more unpredictable as a result. 
Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it is an interesting one because it could be seen as like, oh, Marcel is now came back into form. But at the same time, it's like, I don't think he's really doing anything like, he doesn't look like an on-form player to me, if that makes sense. Like he's he's still having the same kind of performances to me, but we're getting him into areas where he can score goals now. And, you know, that wasn't quite happening with Eddie. I didn't. I did feel like, in the in recent games where Eddie and Marcelli played together, it's Marcelli's really been on the periphery of the game. He hasn't really come close to. He hasn't really been having like shots like he used to. He has he not really been getting in the box like he like he used to. Like com- combining, getting on the end of things. Like his two goals. To, to be fair, I mean his second goal is Eddie actually setting Marcelli up. So I mean maybe maybe that's something to come. You know that was Eddie coming from the left hand side, very similar to the. Um, the Trossard one for the um, Odegaard's goal as well, just to cut it back and Marcelli nice little finish there. But you know, um... I think I think sorry, just on that. Generally, for me, Martinelli shares a lot of similarities with Theo Walcott in the sense that these are final action guys. You know, what I mean, they probably want to play within the width of that penalty box. They're not going to cook guys, you know, one v one, so to speak. But they're the sort of guys that you know, if you can get them continuous shooting opportunities, they're going to put numbers on the board. And it was similar with Theo, you know, in terms of the out-to-in runs that he used to make. And that's one thing I want us to continuously get with um, with Martinelli as well. You saw the central run he made for the second goal as well. Um, no one's going to catch him, similar to Theo. No one's going to catch him. And it's a case of, can he compose himself for the 1v1 finish? So I think the more we can facilitate that sort of fluidity and those combinations um, that can get people like Martinelli in behind, I think the more he'll thrive as a result of it. Just because generally... He wants to eat the same spaces that Eddie wants to eat. So, you know, someone's going to suffer as a result of that. And and like you said, at home, we need to try and create as much fluidity as possible because that's what's going to open up these deep blocks. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's about knowing the type of player that you have, right? Um, because for me, neither Trossard or Martinelli are, I guess, you know, touchline wingers, right? Um, and what this, I guess, allows them to do is rather than, you know, necessarily, you know, keeping someone super wide um, to, to, to I guess, create spaces, you're then creating spaces just from movement and swapping of positions. You know, you've obviously got a lot of rotation that's happening there on the left-hand side. Like in the first half, you saw how many times Granit Xhaka was the one that was the widest um, out there uh, on the left instead of those guys. And instead you had sort of Trossard um, and Martinelli switching between that sort of um, second and third uh, lane coming in from the left, you know, and then Zinchenko, you know, supporting all, all three of them kind of thing. And, and I thought that is is, is a nice touch to, to, and it's, I think, bringing the best out of Martinelli, as we said earlier, Um and helping and, and and like Sean said, you know, he's not a guy that's trying to cook people one on one. He's trying to, you know, get his shots off. He's trying to create chances. He's trying to make things happen um, through his end product. And I think um, in the World Cup, one of the things the reports that came out from Brazil training was that you know they were surprised at his propensity for um, getting goals and assists in training. You know that that's what he's about. He's a goals mm-hmm. and assist guy. And you look, you're seeing it here this season, his first season, I think, starting um, as, you know, one of the main attackers, the main guys. And it's 11 goals, you know. Um, How many assists, assists as well? Three, only assists, three yeah. assists. Three assists. So, you know, um, 
so he's 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 doing fantastically well um for me and so you know i think at this point in time probably until jesus comes back you know you might have to see eddie sit on the bench a little bit here because of just the team dynamics you know in the last two games um what's that five goals scored um, and i think it could have been many many more you know compared to i guess that sort of mini blip that we had where um one goal at Brentford, one goal at Man City. Um, you got a nil-nil um, at Newcastle. Obviously, we scored three against uh, United and two against Spurs, etc. But I think in that last little bit, we did go for a little bit of a slump in terms of chance creation um, and goal scoring. And it looks like we've we've come out the other side of that with with an, yet another solution and another you know string to our bow with uh, Trossard playing this false night. Yeah, and, um, and, and, yeah, and so sorry, good. sorry, just on that. This is not to cook Eddie because you know I, I think Eddie's done really, really well. We have to commend him in this three month period, and this is obviously the most he's ever played. But I just think for the overall team dynamics, we just seem to look a bit more fluid when there's more rotation within the front line rather than just having that fixed, you know, everyone in their fixed position. So, you know, like I said, Trossard isn't Jesus, but you know. He, probably, he does a lot more facilitation than Eddie does. So it's uh, going to be interesting to see, you know, maybe away from home, we can have more of a traditional striker because, you know, teams might come at us a bit more, but at home might need to look at it a bit different, man. So, yeah. <laughs> That's egregious. <laughs> oh, that's a killer. <laughs> For those listening and not watching, Dr. Truman on YouTube comments, he said, I'm looking like I'm part of the Tanubu administration, bro. <laughs> oh, my I mean, that's, that should be the pod title. Just just about Eddie, obviously, he came on and, you know, had impact, got an assist, should have scored. I mean, lovely party pass over the top to... Um, put him in and there's another big chance missing that again you know it's like it's it's just I really want him to to score to start scoring again man I need him to have that edge about him but you know if if he does get a chance I've got faith in him to slot it at the moment I don't um like when he was put through by party I never had that he's gonna score you know um which is a bit frustrating i i don't really know what's going on with him in front of goal at the moment um i don't know if he stashed it like it wasn't a good finish at all right, he's just right. kind of like hit it at pickford um you know he should really just be lifting it over and i think his finishing is letting him down at the moment because he it's not like he's not getting chances eddie you know he, he is getting the chances and he's just not taking them at the moment um so i'm sure he'll be frustrated at but at that but you know he does put one on a plate for marcelli to um to get the fourth so you know something to take home at least but we look uh we look forward to to bournemouth at the weekend now um is it bournemouth yeah, it is Bournemouth, right? Is that another home game as well, right? So, yeah. I mean, we had like one of our best performances of the season away at Bournemouth earlier in the season where, you know, it was a lovely summer's day and we absolutely panned them to smithereens. You know, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, I expect uh, this game to be a little bit similar. Um, could this be a game where... You know, we saw Emil Smith-Rowe come off the bench today. 
Um, didn't really get a chance to see much of him. I think the game had like died by then. Um, but is this like a game where maybe your Vieira's, Emil Smith Rowe, um, maybe a chance for Eddie to come back into the team? Is it is this a game where maybe we can, you know, rotate a little bit and get somebody some get some of these guys some minutes into their legs? Tierney I, came on. Tierney was playing centre midfield when he came on. I was gonna, gonna believe it. <laughs> bro, uh, uh, do you know what? Bless that guy, bro. Because you can see, you can see, bro. He's like, bro. I, I, Zinchenko's come off. I've got to go centre mid and try and cook something, bro. Hey, he but, did, he did, he did one nice ping out, out wide, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 was, he, was, he was trying, big man. I hear you, but let's let's just let's just keep to the wing in it, bro. <laughs> but but um, but yeah, no. I was actually quite um impressed with Vieira um actually in this cameo i thought he showed a lot of good touches actually in this cameo as well and i he's should have scored a couple i think yeah yeah mm. I, I thought he was unlucky yeah so i um listen i already told you i've buy your stocks bro because i think he's gonna cook towards the end of the season man i'm telling you man i just think he's looking more and more sharp like with each with each camera like i said when you check his goals and assist contribution per 90 man i think the more we start to get him involved and i thought arteta's post-match comments just now where he said um he has a really really good chemistry bearing in mind i think he's got the best final ball in the squad and like like you said coogs earlier i think martinelli might be the best finisher so on paper it feels like a natural relationship that should work do you know what i mean so obviously we're talking about what we might lose with Vieira defensively but you know uh, I'd, I'd like to see him get a start man i'd like to see him get a start. i don't know how much arteta is going to change it but that might be one of the changes i look to bring in um party would start for me obviously um so yeah i'd, I'd look, like to see maybe party and Vieira in um not too many so yeah maybe two changes maybe party and Vieira in for the saturday game yeah can you talk about yourself yeah, I think I'm the same. You know, um, I think we are going to need to see Vieira come in from the start um, at some point. And I wouldn't mind doing it against Bournemouth. I don't know who they really play in midfield. I Philip Billing. Um, who else plays in there? Like, is it Lewis Cook and the man there? Mm, yeah, because I know we've got... It's not It's not got... anything. Is it Lerma? Not Lerma. Um... Oh, yeah, no, Lerma does play midfield. Is it Lerma plays for them? It's not It's yeah. not like a particularly Super physical opposing midfield. No, you know, um, yeah, because for me, I think, um, you know, we are going to need to see him from the start and I would like it to be in, you know, one of, like a more important game, if that makes sense, rather than it being the Europa League because I do think he does have, you know, a lot of quality Um so, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I think Bournemouth is, is a type of game where you can do that. And then, you know, it's not it's not a bad thing to to give Xhaka a rest <laughs> every now and again, you know, because he has played a lot of football. He's played, played probably played the 90 most, minutes as well, man. 90 minutes. I think he played every Europa game for us as well, you know. Um, so it's not a case like party where um, he's been he's been allowed to to sit and, 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 and rest on the bench kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, I don't mind doing that rotation. I think these games at home are the games where you can um, do that. Uh, maybe, you know, I doubt ESR will, will start, but maybe we see him get, you know, longer than the 10 minutes that he got today. You know, yeah, like 30, 30 minutes probably, yeah. You know, so um, so I think it's, it's a good opportunity for some of these, some of these, I guess, other you know, players and outside of that main 11, uh, maybe the next one's in the sort of 13 and 14 uh, and, and 15, 
um, to, to get some starts. Um, I don't know if I'd start Kiwi or anything like that, but, um, but yeah, maybe, you know, if we're 2-0, 2-3-0 up, maybe give him a run out before before Europa got, kicks off. Because sport, sport, right? sporting, is, sporting is next Thursday, right? So... Mm. So yeah, I, I, I would. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll start then. So yeah, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make that many changes. It's, it's still like league, and we still need to like build momentum in it. So I wouldn't make two. Like I just said, like a couple in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel like Vieira is deserving of a start, and and naturally, party starts for me, and then Jorginho can come back in for Sporting. Um, but yeah, so that's that, that's what I'd do, man. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, man. Uh, let's get into some listeners' questions then before we before we wrap things up. Um, <clears throat> okay, uh, where are we? Flavor in your ear. He said, he, he, "Simple question." He says, "Tank Europa?" Question mark. See, is it? It's it's. I think a lot of people would say, "Yeah, tank it." There's there's no point of being in the competition. It's just extra games, la la la. But it does present like. It does present an opportunity just to keep momentum going, um, to, you know, continue to get to work on things around the squad, different rotations with different players, try new things, keep winning mentality going, which is, I think is very important. And, I, and if you're asking the there's no way Arteta tanks Europa League. Absolutely no way he does it. He's too, he's too big on winning competitions i think and not 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 even winning competitions winning he's too he's too intent on winning winning football games that is the most important thing he will prepare for a a league cup game against Leighton orient the same way he'll prepare for a game premier league title decider against man city that's just the way he said he 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 does things that's his way of preparation so um i don't think there's any chance we do tank it but i just i think people are being a little bit harsh on europa league and maybe i've been one of them myself i mean would i care if we exit against sporting lisbon no from a personal point of view i wouldn't care but at the same time um i think it it, it presents some nice opportunities for us just to like like you said like get players like Vieira, keep keep getting him up to speed at esr like um bring him back from injury you know the further we go in the competition it's another trophy we could win you know and if you're able to you know keep winning in that competition. I think that gives you some confidence going into the Premier League as well. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's so many different benefits possibly to doing it. Like like you said, first and foremost, Arteta doesn't believe in tanking anything. Arteta wants to win like every com- every game of every competition. If we lose, so be it. But he's not going to go in with that mindset and mans- mentality. And I, and I totally agree with that because if you look at where he's come from with Pep, Pep wants to win every com- every game of every single competition. Look at what Ten Hag's doing at United. He's trying to win every single game of every single competition. So no, I don't believe we should tank that. Um, second point is that we signed three players in January for this very reason. Do you know what I mean? So if you look at the bench we had today, this is probably the strongest bench we've had all season. There was Eddie on the bench. There was Party on the bench. There was ESR on the bench. There was Vieira on the bench. Tierney, Tomiyasu, Kivio holding. That's probably, that's without a doubt, right? The strongest bench we've had all season. So when we're talking about tanking, no, you could rotate and you could still put out a very, very strong team in the Europa. Do you know what I mean? So absolutely not. And like you said, Lewis, there's, um, it's an opportunity to give more minutes to players who need those minutes opportunities to experiment try some new stuff you know we could potentially look at a midfield free next week against sporting of 
Jorginho Vieira ESR. Now, it might have some issues defensively, but it might also, you know, reveal some more stuff to us about how we could evolve tactically. Because one of the things I've always been quite passionate about is that I think what we're seeing with the current midfield isn't the midfield that Arteta wants to settle on long term. It's going to evolve again. Do you know what I mean? And even if you're happy with Partey and Xhaka, they're both 30 plus. The midfield's going to evolve again. The reports came out today again. Obviously, Rice is priority. We're still looking at Caicedo. So things are going to change. Things are going to evolve. Vieira's obviously, you know, going to have more minutes and stuff as well. So, yeah, I I, I disagree vehemently that we should um, throw it. Definitely not. You could rotate a whole 11 and still have a decent team out there. That's so we've got the squad for it now, haven't we? So you put, you put, you put Turner in goal. Tini and Tommy Yasu, who were our first choice fullbacks last season, they start. You play Kivio left centre-back, holding right centre-back, obviously. Not great, but we'll see how it gets on. Trossard, Vieira, ESR in midfield. You've rotated the whole thing. Then you could put Nelson, Trossard and Eddie up front. You've literally rotated the whole team. Mm. And that's still okay, right? Do you know, that's better than what we were playing in the group stages of the of the Europa League with El Nene and Lokonga and Marquinhos, yeah. right? So I don't understand why people are so, so opposed to it. And you could still do that and have all your key guys on the bench in case things go wrong. So, mm. yeah, um, um, to answer the question, no, don't, don't tank it. Cooks? Yeah, I agree. And I, I just think, you know, if you look at it now <clears throat> and you, you, you go through that list of players, like Sean said, you know, like I was having this discussion in one of my group chats and it was like, oh, how how rotated do we want to be? And I think Arteta actually needs to give a lot of these guys minutes, um, firstly. So if you look at who, you know, kind of has to play, right, you're talking Turner, he has to play this competition. We're not, we don't have any more cups, right? Tommy Yasu has to play this competition because you can't really be playing Ben White um, every week. Tierney has to play this competition. Kibio has to play this competition. Um, Jorginho has to play this competition. And then you look, Vieira has to play this competition. So you're already talking about six changes off the bat um, before. And then, you know, once Jesus is back, Eddie has to play this competition, you know? Um, that's yes, sir. ESR has to play this competition. That's eight. So, you know, you're looking at this and you're saying, right, of those eight players, I'm pretty confident that, you know... Um, all good players as well. They, they're, they're, all, they're all good players and good enough to start for us on, on any occasion, mm. right? Like, we've seen it different at different points this season. They've started games for us in the league. And so I'm looking at it, right, oh, okay, so even if those are the only eight guys, one of Saliba or Gabriel um, starts, right? Maybe one of Martinelli or Saka um, starts as well. Maybe Xhaka starts um, as well. And I'm looking at that and saying, right, if there's only three guys in each of these um, Europa League match day, match day starting 11s, do I really have a problem with, with us doing that? And the answer is no. Do you know what I mean? And is that team good enough to, to get us past, you know, the likes of Sport in Lisbon, a Union Berlin, a Ferenc Varos or something like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> Ferenc Varos. I think they topped the group, right? So, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like a Fenerbahce, right? And stuff like this. So, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, we, we, can, we can go far in this competition without having to really, you know, do, do a madness. And maybe that's being slightly disrespectful to Sporting because I know they beat um, Tottenham. Um, potentially in the group stage uh, of the Champions League, but um, but I mean they're like fifth in Portugal, man. They, they yeah, do you know what I mean? But 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 I'm just like you know, Vieira's come. Vieira's come from that league. He dunked to them at Porto, kind of thing mm. last year. So you know, let's 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 um, 
let's see how we get on. I don't think we need to take anything. You know, I think Europa League, I actually really want to win it. You know, I really, really want to win it. It's, uh, it. I think we're overdue. You know, I think all these other English clubs have been in this competition um, and I've been able to lift it, you know, bar, you know, obviously Tottenham. Um, but, you know, Chelsea have won it. Uh, United have won it, you know, and I think um, it'll be it'll be nice for us to to to, to get that trophy, man, because we've been in that final like three times and not won. Um, yeah, so, I, I, was, I was I was I was even just going to say on that, like, thank fuck we're not going to be in this competition next year. But like, generally, like for our club, like not to have won this trophy, it'd just be a nice way to go out. Just be like, obviously, we know we're not going to be here next season. Let's try and win it, man. Like hundred percent. Like, we're not in a position. Like, as much as like we know we're a big club, but we're not in a position to turn up, turn our noses up to not trying to win the Europa. Do you know? What I mean, we don't have the European history to say no to it. So, no, I would love to try and win it. I'd love to try well, and do the double. Like, why also, not? Also, also, you win Europa League, you get pot one in the Champions pot League. One. Right. Yeah. We, our our European history has not been exactly illustrious. In recent years, so what would we be looking at if even even if we win the league and you know if we go to Champions League, we'll be looking at like pot three, right? Uh, no, I think if we win the league, we're automatically pot one as well. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's the champions of each league. Oh, okay. leagues, yeah, in, in pot one. So, oh, I didn't know, I didn't know that. Okay, fair enough, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to put bad vibes out there, so I'm not going to talk about you know the, the alternative. So, but yeah, either way, <laughs> um. Winning, winning a trophy never hurt anyone. Yeah, 100%. you never hurt anyone. Uh, Yonko Abs, um, Yonko Abs, and uh, V Spartak underscore seven. They're both asking similar questions. So Yonko Abs says, after seeing what Trossard has allowed Martinelli to do and Jesus back in training, does Eddie start another league game for us? And um, V Spartak seven, he says, is Eddie in trouble? Two good games with Trossard number nine. I think I think it's it's probably a little bit of like um the same way we maybe went a little bit overboard on on the Eddie praise. Um it's yeah, maybe going a bit far the other way. Yeah, I mean we it's now people are saying not even your defense is in trouble. Ed, Eddie, you're in trouble. Like that. Oh, <laughs> Removed your defense, um, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I think there'll be games for for Eddie. You know, um, when Jesus comes back, yeah, it's going to be difficult because me personally, I want to start Jesus every single game because I think he's just our best forward, right? So, um, but that can't happen. Um, so no, I don't think it is Eddie's last league game. Um, I think he's. He still he probably, has probably starts against Bournemouth. He probably starts against Bournemouth. Yeah, he probably starts against Bournemouth. So I mean, that's to answer your question there. Uh, but no, I don't. I don't think he's in. Is he in trouble though? Is he in trouble? Is that is that is that a valid question to to ask? Is is Eddie's future in trouble? You know, there, there was talks. I saw some uh, reports from David Ornstein this week that apparently we're looking potentially could be looking at a striker in the summer. So, you know. I don't, I don't know what that says about Eddie. If that is true, you've also got Balogun coming through. Um, I think there's, there's definitely a lot of question marks around that forward line. You know, bearing in mind what we know Arteta wanted to do in Chan, um, and you know Trossard was bought in, but you could argue he looks better as more of a withdrawn false nine forward than he does as a touchline winger. Um, like you said, there's Balogun, 
there's obviously and and I still think we probably need another wide forward personally. Um, you know, I'd love like a Musa Diaby type. So yeah, I, I, I think it's one of those ones we might see like one come in, but then we might see a couple go in the summer as well. So um yeah, it's one to Pers- watch, man. Personally, I can definitely see Enketia moving on in summer. Um and I think it's 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 probably just a case of he he's just never really been the starting striker anywhere. Right, and I do think he's good enough to be the starting striker at a lot of um, at a lot of clubs, and and maybe he just said he, he just says you know I don't want to you know be the backup to anyone, um, and on on the balance of things, maybe you know Arteta Arteta says you know I might like a different option um, as my striker because I think this is probably the longest now he's had. This longest spell he's had um, as a, as a striker, and you know the goals haven't really come for him. And I think that was like the one thing that he was supposed to really be bringing to the table, you know. So um, with Eddie, uh, it's a case of you know giving him a fair crack crack of it because I, I do think he, he will have a good career ahead of him. You know he knows how to sniff sniff out chances, and it might just be that you know being one of Arsenal's two main strikers might just not be how the um, you know the cookie crumbles for him personally. Yeah, I mean he's still our third top goal scorer this season, right? Nine goals, yeah. all comps, um, all comps. He's got what five in the league, I think, or four in the league, is it? Four in the league. Um, yeah. four, so he, I mean he's still he's still scoring goals at a decent rate. It's just hasn't quite happened for him as of late in front of goal. But um, I think there's definitely an argument to be made that, you know, for, for, for his future, he might be looking at it um, in the summer to see what we do as well. Um, If, 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 because if we do sign another striker or if we bring Balogun back and make him a priority, does it, you know, doesn't signal well for him, does it? Um, but yeah, um, what else we got? Okay, we got Tondre one. He asks, uh, we will see what Saka provides outside of the stats, but he is on course for a 25 plus goal and assist season at the age of 21. An, incre- an incredible uh, an incredible achievement, no matter what happens this season. Assuming he continues to progress and improve his game, what would a peak Saka look like output-wise? Uh, I, I said to, I see him as a, a Mane type creative forward, whereas you know you could maybe attest Martinelli more to a Salah, where he's just he's just about his goals, but maybe you know the overall contribution isn't as big. But what was Mane getting at peak, like fifteen goals, ten assists in the league? Mm, maybe, 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 maybe a bit more. He's, he's a bit he, got, he got he got a golden he got a golden boot, right? So him yeah, him yeah, Oba yeah. and Salah shared Oba, in. Was that Salah, nineteen yeah, was that? I think it was 23 goals. Oh, was it 23? I mean, uh, that, that 22. I mean, 22. 22. So he did, yeah. at his peak, he did 22, 18. He, to be fair, even last season, he, somehow he managed to get 16. I thought he was awful last season, but mm-hmm. managed to get 16 last season. So that's in the league. Yeah. Yeah. This is one, one of the things is is I've always seen Saka as having scoring potential, whether, and it was down to him improving his finishing, right? Because, you know, even ever since he's been in the first team, He's, he's always been getting chances. Oh. 
he that disappeared. Really... Oh yeah, yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah, yeah. I think ever since he's ever since he's been yeah ever since he's been in the first team. Uh... Nope, you're gone again. Yeah, no, I think um... Dan's at NTL is moving crazy. <laughs> <laughs> My AOL man, my AOL is is, is struggling right now, bro. Um, yeah, but I was Manny, saying that. Man, need to call Eddie for some dialogue, bro. Chances, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's always he's you, always been getting you some of that administration money, man. Yeah, I'll cipher and cipher some more some more funds. Yeah, um, but but yeah, so. I think he's always had like major scoring potential and he's always been a very creative player. You know, he's, he was the one that was always make, breaking the game open for us when we were struggling um, in some of the, I guess, earlier Arteta seasons, right? So, you know, I, I did envisage, envisage this uh, becoming a possibility, probably not as soon as this. Um, but I think he can be, you know, I think Mane's a good shot, but also I think Raheem Sterling... Um, is a, is a great shout as well. Um, probably not to the extent um, of, of like Pete Rahim at, at Man City because I think he was, you know, eventually he was a bit of a, I guess, poacher for um, for Man City. But there was a, a season where Sterling got like 53 goals and assists, you know, all competitions, you know, including the Champions League. So, you know, I think that is something that Saka can definitely be aiming for. Um, you look at the likes of, you know, Vinicius Junior, um, who this season I think he's he scored seven goals in the league, but he's got six goals in seven Champions League games. Um, he's got like three goals in uh, uh, Club World Cup, etc. And so I'm looking at this and I'm saying, yeah, I think Saka needs to model his game after um, some of these goal-scoring wingers, you know, um, and really try and be one of these output guys because he 100% has the ability to do it you know and in the in the past what you know four five six games he's been super decisive even actually ever since we come back from the from the world cup you know he has been super 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 decisive um in a lot of these games scoring openers scoring equalizers putting the team on 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 his back kind of thing um and yeah i think the sky's the sky's really the limit for this guy in fact, I'm I'm pretty sure nearly every most games look because if you look at West Ham first game back scored, uh, Newcastle it was nil nil, but Brighton scored, uh, Man United scored, Spurs he was the one who set up the first goal, set up the second goal. Uh, what else have we had? Brentford set up the uh, the goal for Trossard, Villa away scored, set up a goal, Leicester. Did he? No, he didn't set up anything. But and today, but he's had many, many contributions post World mm. Cup, man. Massively. Yeah, all all in all in tight games as well, man. Yeah, all in tight games. So, yeah, definitely. He Saka. The, the the sky's the limit for him, essentially. Um, Hundred uh, percent. What else have we got? So, still digs. He asks as that. As amazing as this team is playing, what do you think the one thing it is lacking? Not players who are injured. What what player position doesn't exist in our team? Well, I think the obvious answer for me is that eight. Because um, as well as Xhaka has done this season, and we've we've said it about a million times, right? Um, as well as Xhaka has done this season, and he's not playing well at the moment at all. And I think he's showing... 
that there is real scope to um, get an upgrade in that position. Uh, it's that eight for me, and it just depends what kind of profile of a player you want. I know some people have come around to signing Rice. I would still want a more maybe offensive-minded player than that, but I, I, I do understand the, the Rice... Um, I do understand it. I understand it completely on, on what people would want in that position um, to kind of replicate what Xhaka already brings you, but just with more quality on the ball. Um, but yeah, what what about you guys? Is there is there a position outside of what I just mentioned that you guys would like us to to look at? Yeah, I, I think that's the main one. It's the most obvious one. You know, when you're just looking at everyone fit and the first eleven as a whole. Yeah, I'd like something more. So whether that's Vieira with the creativity and final ball, whether that's, like you said, Rice more of a ball carrier in that role, I just think we need to change up the profile a bit in midfield. I wasn't too happy with what I saw in the first half, personally. I just felt, you know, Jorginho slow, Erdegaard slow, Xhaka slow. It's like just too one-paced. Do you know what I mean? There's no one who can shift gears through like dribbling you saw the difference when party came on right and you just saw the so yeah for me i'll just like something different a bit more of a different profile that increases the overall level of unpredictability because when you're just relying on just the passes the passing has to be quick it has to be quick because those guys don't have any other attributes to decipher or shift the tempo or pace of a game so they have to they have to shift it through their passing but you know when you have guys who can if you remember you know like what Wilshire used to do Rizitsky, Nasri you know those types you know who could affect the game by dribbling Diaby as well you know most importantly Vieira when he was here as well so Patrick Vieira obviously so those types as well so I would like a different profile something more along those lines um, just adds a different layer of unpredictability um but I have to shout out my guy, obviously, Zinchenko. I thought it was cold today. so Very cold. Uh, very, very cold. Back very to his cold. best day, I thought. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man. But but I don't know. Yeah, so it's, that, that would be the main one. And I'd like another forward as well. But, yeah. Um, mm. But, yeah, definitely midfield is the obvious one. Mm. Yeah, I think maybe, um, you know, maybe not necessarily like a position, but I think I would love some more, I guess, like explosive speed. Um just in the team, you know, uh, I'm very, very happy with our wide men, um, very happy with Jesus. Uh, but I just think that devastating pace um, is something that we do lack. That Because I know Martinelli is very, very quick, but I don't think he's got that, you know, I don't think he's got that, like, necessarily that walk-up pace, um, you know, that that Mbappe, that Henri type, where players just, just are, are shook because your acceleration is just too peak, your top speed is just too peak, you're ghosting past people, that kind of thing. Because I think that is something that a lot of top teams have and you just can't defend against it. You know, you actually just can't defend against it. When someone is just going to blow blow you out your socks from a, a standing start, um, you know, that's that's just a, a major um, major offensive weapon that I think we, we don't necessarily have in a team at the moment. Plus, um, I think a, a central dribbler um, outside of Gabriel Jesus, like games like today, I think Zinchenko, when he was able to carry the ball past a couple of people, it really opened the game up, right? And I think I would like 
something like that in the middle of the park, which is maybe why Arteta is looking at Rice because I do think he has that ball carrying ability and can 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 take people out of the game in that way because I think Odegaard, when it comes to dribbling, it's more about creating space for himself rather than Xing people out of the game kind of thing. Um, Party, he can do it, but I don't think he's been asked to do too much of it at the moment. I know there was a nice carry that he did um, soon after coming on today, but that's not necessarily something that we um, want him always doing as being, you know, our defensive base kind of thing. Um, so that's something that I, I, I would like to see added to, to midfield as well. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, last question for Don Mikel, 17. He says, how many more wins do we need to be champs? How many God. wins... God. How many more wins? So we're, we're on 60, yeah? 60 points right now. And 13 yeah. games left. I'd say 10 out of 13. So I don't you're, know. You're going for the 90 point mark, I yeah? I think 90 points would win it. I think 90 points will win it this season. Mm. Do you think Leicester's going to win that? Major. I think I think less probably will win it. Um, how, how, how much less? Not much less. less. I think if you start looking at 85 points, you're probably going to go down to like literally mm. it's going to come down to like the last game kind of yeah. thing. Um, but so say, say 10, 10 wins and 10 wins, yeah, and uh, 13 draws, yeah, yeah, 10 wins and a couple draws, and a couple draws, yeah, that's 92 right. points, man. You'd be you'd be you'd be like really upset to not win the league at 92, 92 points, man. Yeah, that's a that's a lot to ask though isn't it 10 wins and a couple draws mm. i mean yeah yeah I, I i expect us to drop that is outrageously consistent <laughs> hey you man you man you man load it yeah i said it i said it first yeah? but no 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 no. i think um i think looking at it at the moment city are on course for 82 point pace 82 points yeah so it's whether or not you think they're gonna you know pull put that run together to really lift that what's um, the max they can get well, they on twenty four. They're on twenty four games, right? And they've got so, what, fifty five no, no. points. Twenty twenty five. They're on the same as us. Are they on twenty five games? So yeah, the max yeah. they can get is the max they can get is ninety four. They got Newcastle on the weekend. I need them man to rise. Hey, it. Listen, I need I, them after seeing Newcastle against Man United, they ain't doing this. Um, yeah, I mean, I do, I do think 85 will be enough, but it'll be very, very tight. Like for us that's to get right. to 85, we need 25 more points, which is what that's eight wins, eight, eight wins in a draw, eight wins from 13 games. Um, that's, you know, I think that's very, if you don't get eight wins from the last 13 games, I think you'd be very disappointed. You You've bottled it, to be honest. You've bottled it, I would say. I think if we don't get eight wins... Because, like, who are our last 13 games against? Have we got, like, a list of them? Um, no, from April is peak. When you look at... Ah, uh, yeah, fuck them, man. Who we got left, bro? We got, don't we... worry, man. Don't worry, Sean. Who we don't got? Worry, who we got played? Man City, Liverpool. Yeah. Away at St. James. It's good. Away to Anfield. Ah, away to St. James. Newcastle. Chelsea, Chelsea. Newcastle anymore, bro. Chelsea at home. Chelsea have to come come Chelsea, yeah. ah. Hopefully they still got Potter in charge. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, oh, like, man. I'm not worried about any of those teams. This Man City is the tough game. Mm. I'm, I'm not worried about that St. James Park trip anymore. Like, person, I'm not as, as... Let me let what? me rephrase it. I'm not as worried. Yeah. You know. 
Right, what, so what, our next, what I will our next games, will yeah. Be. So we got we got Bournemouth at home. Yeah, I'm ignoring Europa League, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we Fulham got Fulham away. away. Right, so Palace. that should Palace be six at points. Home. That needs to be six. that needs to be nine points. Then we got Leeds. That needs to be twelve points, bro. That should be the four yeah. wins. That should be four. That should be four of the. Let's say we need. Let's say we do need ten wins. That should be four of the ten wins right there. Mm. Really and truly, you're talking about then, three home games. Yeah, against teams that are in the the bottom six. And then you've got an away game against Fulham, which could be a bit tricky, but I don't think Fulham are a team that are gonna like I think I think we I think we're winning that, man. Yeah, I think we I think we win that as well. Um Um, and then and then you got you got to go to Anfield. So Liverpool, even though they've been pretty bad this season, they've actually They've only lost once there this season. And yeah. and um, and also they've just started to I know they got blammed by Madrid the other night, yeah, but they've actually kept four clean sheets in a row in the league for the first time this season. Mm. And they've won three out of their last four now. So it the, the funny thing is with Liverpool, I've just looked at their fixtures and they have City and United in their next five. I need them to crash it on both of them. So right. yeah. and, and I actually yeah. need them and to wake up. This is the time of the season I need Liverpool to wake up. So wait, so, so yeah. Newcastle got I mean, City got uh, Liverpool and Newcastle in their next five oh. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Let me, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to learn something, man. I'm just trying to learn. Do, something, do you know man. what though? I had to look at Man City's fixtures the other day, and I was like, Eesh. do you know what? Yeah, they haven't actually got a bad run. That in. many, yeah, they haven't got that many hard fixtures left. So that's why I need to the they, next they, five. They played Man United twice, and Man United is a game that I'd be looking at like. Cool. I think yeah. Man City yeah, could, is, could hold lost, something against lost, them, you know. They lost to United, they lost to Spurs, and we beat both in a minute. So yeah, you know, uh it's yeah. an interesting one. Our final game of the season is Newcastle away. Apparently, yeah. No, 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 it's Wolves at it's no. Oh no, it's not you, oh, no, no, you haven't gone to the next page. Oh next page, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just what? Yeah, I was like, what? Our last three is um Wolves at home, uh then we um Bright, sorry, it's Brighton at home, Forest away, and then Wolves at home. Yeah. So you know, again, I, I not 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 that it should I, be three Ws, bro. It should be, but lie. not that not 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 that I rate Forest. But you know, for a fact, they're going to be fighting for their lives at that point as well. If, yeah. if like the, if the title's not done, then man are going to be. But I'll I'll put it plainly this way: I do worry. But if Jesus and Party are fit, I think we've got something for everybody in that last, let's, you know, that last load, stretch. Man. Let's load it, man. Final like, stretch. Like, Final stretch, if, 13 games left, man. Let's load it, man. If you're saying the next four, we, we need to win, right? Next four are wins. So, and then and then you say the last three are wins. That's already seven wins, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> God, getting allergies, talking about it. Um, then, so then you're looking at that, that peak period that Sean is talking about, which is Anfield. Then we've got away to West Ham. But come on, man, we've got to beat West Ham away. Like, you mm. have to beat West Ham away. Then you've got Southampton at home. Is a you have to win it, right? Yeah, I've already I've named nine winnable games there. Nine nine wins gets you this title. That's twenty seven. That's tw- that's eighty seven points. Yeah, and then and then you look at fine. Then we got then we got City away. Cool, it, boy. I don't know. Like, I, 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 can't, I can't lie. We've got time for him. I can't lie. You man are guessing me. I'm trying to. <laughs> Then you got you got Chelsea at home. What's the minimum acceptable result against Chelsea at home? Like, right. you got a win. You got a win. Fine, Newcastle away. That might be a tough one, but 
listen, I think we can hit 90 points. I really do think um, we can hit 90 points. Look, man, look, I'm all in. Yeah, I'm all in. This is live. This is on the main pod. Yeah, the, the main touch of this pod that is. It's not Patreon. I'm all in. I believe. Let's do it, man. I hope these guys don't let me down, but I'm all in, man. I'm all in. Yeah. I think if we win our next four, you put yourself into such an amazing position. And and if you win your next four, the maximum, the minimum you're ahead is five points. Heading into heading into the last night. Kelly on this platform. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's load it, bro. Let's yeah. load it, man. All right. Well, let's uh, let's leave it there because you know we ain't gonna be able to sleep tonight with uh, mm. all this you know, excitement. All this excitement. Um, and I'm sure man are doing the man. I got their Excel spreadsheets out doing the math, mathematical uh, <laughs> simulations, Rob. So, um, but yeah, we'll leave it there. Um, we'll be back uh, again on. We'll do a patron after the. Is it Bournemouth on Saturday or Sunday? Bournemouth Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Three three pm. I think. Yeah. Okay. So another non televised game for us. Yeah, that's right. I don't keep mind us, that, man. Keep us in the shadows, man. Keep us in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. mind that. We don't keep keep us off the telly, right? I don't want Neville chatting shit about us, bro. Fucking pussy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we'll be back again with another patron on Saturday. Enjoy your week. Obviously, another W. So enjoy that stay at the W Hotel again. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back on Saturday. Take it easy, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.